To hear a playlist of all the albums we talked about today, head over to Spotify and look up Freaks TV's Progcast, episode two, top albums from 2018. What's up, Freaks? You're listening to episode two of the Freaks TV Progcast, presented by the Prog Space. Coming up, we're talking about our top albums of 2018. So buckle in, it's going to be a long one. What's up, Freaks? Welcome back to the Progcast. I'm Randy Salo, your host from Freaks TV, and with me as always will be Dario from the Prog Space. But this is just a little pre-recorded message uh, because we actually recorded this episode together with the material from episode one where we talked with Agneta from Matter Mortem. But in the end, talking about our favorite albums from 2018 ran three hours long. So we decided we would split that up and present to you as episode two, our 2018 roundup, plus a little look forward as to what's coming in 2019 that we can't wait to hear. So enough of that, on with the show. So on a section that we are liking to call Somebody Progged in Here, which will come at the end of the show, we're going to talk about the albums that we that were most impressed on us this year, good ways or bad ways, um, and just kind of like bring in the bring in the new year, talking about the good stuff that we heard this year. And uh, but for now, what's coming up, Dario? What can we what can we look forward to in the prog world? Yeah, I prepared a little list of upcoming releases for the first couple of months that are already uh, confirmed or announced. Um, I'm going to shoot some names at you and, and, and see if you know them. See if and they stick. What, 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 you, what you know about them. So, have you, be, uh, have you ever heard of, the, of a band called Orc? Orc? Yes. Like the mythical creature? I'm afraid not. Yeah, it's something like that, but, but they're like, like capital O underscore capital R underscore lowercase k so that's a weird uh, uh, way to spell it yeah but they have a new album coming out january 22nd it's called ramage head and it's got big names this band is made up of colin edwin this uh, guy yes. is a, this guy you should know this guy as Tell a bass be, uh, as bass player come on porcupine tree ah okay ah. Okay. okay the wow. other guy on the drums pat Masalotto. He's playing with um, King Crimson, if I'm not mistaken. Legacy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, something. So, so these are the connections we have there. Yep. There's a um, uh, the the other half of the band is an Italian connection of a Italian guitarist uh, Carmelo Pitipone, I think. Okay. And um the singer and keyboard player is Lorenzo something is ah I should have taken some notes <laughs> um but his his uh pseudonym is like Lef L E F and he's he's got a he's got a strong and and unique voice I've seen them live maybe 2 years ago and I think it's their third album if I'm not mistaken 
and they also going to feature a huge name on guest vocals on one song on that one. And that is Search Tankian. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's a big name, right? So, yeah, that, that might be a little bit I mean, under, underground, even though with some big names. Do they already release a single or a video or anything? No. Ah, okay. So do we don't we don't know what's what's what are the other al- albums sounding like? Um, it's uh, it's dark stuff. It's mm-hmm. uh, a little bit bordering on the avant garde, maybe, but only a tiny little bit. Um, it they they're really hard to describe. I don't I don't know how to describe them. Google it. Yeah. So orc ramage head. I would find it difficult to if I was like in the band and writing marketing emails. Yeah, to constantly have to spell the name with underscores. <laughs> yeah. and just imagine how much longer that. <laughs> I takes. don't know uh, who came up with that. <laughs> um, but, but unique. Yeah, they are definitely unique. Something more generic coming up next, but I think we can both agree on that band that because we both of us i know uh, have have been long time fans of that oh, band i already but, know who you're going to say but but we lost interest for a couple of years and then now we're back on track with evergrey right absolutely so um yeah evergrey from sweden they uh, had their um masterpiece album it was the fourth album the inner circle right would you agree on that yeah. um, i mean <laughs> I, absolutely i mean i was kind of with them from the dark discovery forward so it's hard i mean this was probably the last big album for me from them that i fully loved and was like totally into um but yeah i've heard a lot of people throw around that term that that's like their masterpiece but um in search of truth is also for me it was at the time i remember that being the masterpiece yeah because that's when yeah somehow the sound got more polished the uh, the artwork got a bit more polished. They kind of stepped into that realm that was going to set up, um, you know, the coming masterpiece album. So for me, just in time, yeah, I, I just I just remembered. That I think the Inner Circle is, is should be the fifth album already. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, because um, they did. Um, yeah, um, that, before before that was uh, a recreation day. Yep. So which yeah. to me was like some. I I love the album, but for me, it felt like there was some piece missing. Like it was, okay. um, at the time, I remember like it felt like something was missing. And then when the follow-up came, it felt more complete. And yeah. I don't know what it was, but because I always liked it and I always go back to that album. But for some reason, there was this spot. Yeah. Anyway, um, they had like for some years, they had some lineup issues and some put out some albums that were not on par with the best I would say but got back on track when they when the original members uh, Jonas Ekdal on drums and Henrik Danhag on second guitar came back with hymns for the broken uh, that was yeah. like when they got back on track and that was like a big return I a remember. big return and the and the and then the storm within last year was huge yeah this was like one of my top albums from 2017 yeah. yeah yeah and now they're coming back with the atlantic on january 25th i heard the first single uh i think there's only been one single so far yes that's correct and i liked it i mean it sounds yeah it was nice it would i it didn't overwhelm me can you say that yeah <laughs> 
like uh, the Storm Within did, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm still curious what, what they have to offer on the whole album. Then another band, we already talked about them, Soen, also from Sweden, Lotus. Yeah. On J February the 1st, Lotus, they had put out two uh, singles, Martyrs and Rivals, I think. Before, was I think that's right. Yeah. And the Rivals were the first one. And to be honest, with both, I listened to both once or twice maximum, not more. And I had a little bit the feeling that they were going down a little bit more a same-ish path. And I didn't feel the excitement I felt for the last... Uh, for the previous albums, mm. but I'm, I'm still I'm I'm open. I love the band, and um, well, one thing we have to talk about here is that uh, they lost their metal god. <laughs> uh, Marcus Yedel, the guitar player, um, dropped out, um, and they have a new one. I don't know his name actually. Um, so they, but they, the new one has big. Shoes to fill, actually, because yeah. Marcus Edel is quite, quite a, um, yeah, has a dis distinct sound of his own, and funnily enough, he also played in Evergreen once. <laughs> <laughs> Sweden. <laughs> and Are they also is someone also from Gothenburg, and this is also like no, I don't think so. Evergreen city, I think Gothenburg. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway, then well. February 22nd is the biggest prog metal band. <laughs> I mean, uh, at, at least um, 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 uh, they, they're the most famous prog metal band. Dream Theater. Of course, Distance Over Time. Did you like the first single? Untethered Angel. E yes, because uh, admittedly, anything that they release, I love. I'm, I think a lot of people already know that, but I'm a huge Dream Theater fan have lots of stories of shows and just a long history of, of loving the band and, and being there for every album and stuff. So I, I loved it as soon as it came on. And um, I think like every fan, you could always like nitpick things. And I, I certainly heard some reminiscence to Systematic yeah, Chaos. Right. Um, and I remember that when the first single of Systematic Chaos came out, um, now I forget the name of the song. The one that's like Megadeth, Metallica, Mashup. The Dark Eternal Night? Mm -mm. No? The one before that. Um, I'll, I'll punch that in later, the name of it. <laughs> so that one song. In Constant Motion. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I first heard that, I was like, oh, it's going to be like too metal. You know, and I think this happens a lot with Dream Theater as they start releasing singles and people like start thinking, oh, this album's going to be this or that. Well, on Systematic Medicaos, we had the In the Presence of Enemies part one and two, which was a huge epic, I think. Yeah. I still love it. But I have to admit, with I, I actually, with they lost me with uh, Black Clouds and Silver Linings. I, I saw them at the night of the prog for this album, like with, with first tour with Mangini. And they played The Count of Tuscany, and I was just so bored. I'm sorry, but they they lost me with their studio outputs. I mean, uh, I still went to um, see them when they played that special set with a lot of um, awake stuff. 
Yeah. Which was awesome. Um, that was awesome. And now I'm hoping when they're doing a European tour for distance over time that they also bring the anniversary from your Sings favorite from memory. album of all time. Of course. That would be great. I would I would go to see that. Even yeah. though if I don't end up liking the whole album. I, I, I have to admit I enjoyed the song because it's a nice song. It was uh not like, oh my god, this is the next best thing for me, but it was a nice song and I enjoyed it. It sounds like it sounds like Dream Theater. Yeah. You know, it has kind of Absolutely. like all these signature yeah. uh moments uh and 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 some signature melodies, but I think it's will be difficult to judge the whole album. Just one little yeah. side note, I remember when Train of Thought was coming out. And it's funny how people's opinion of that album has changed like online since it came out. But I remember before they released it. I think Mike Portnoy released a like medley of all the songs and just the track listing. And as soon as the track listing came out, everybody thought it was going to be like a Christian album because it had like <laughs> the name of the father and uh, yeah, like all these. Honor thy father. Honor thy father, yeah. In, in, in the name of God or <laughs> something. Huge Dream Theater fan over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just for, forewarning. I'm bad with lyrics and titles for songs. I don't remember the names of songs. But uh, no worries. <clears throat> uh, so, and, and everybody thought it was going to be something else, and then the album came out, and it was completely different than what people expected. So, I, I think that the case is probably always true for them that they surprise. What else? Great. I've got one smaller band here, which is uh, uh, called Dark Water from Sweden as well, and they play melodic prog metal. And they put out two albums, if I'm not mistaken, and the last album is like 10 years ago or something. So they have a new album coming up called Human. I know a lot of people who really, really love them. Um, I actually just forgot the names of the albums, <laughs> of the, the first two albums, or was it only one? I just remember there was one song that was played actually at, at, at Progress Radio back then very often. Um, Progress Radio were like a lis listener-based request system. There was not a DJ putting together shows or like playlists where you could just go online on the, on the page and look for your song and then it would queue up. So tall Like a jukebox. Yeah, absolutely. So Tallest Tree from Darkwater was a huge progress hit <laughs> back okay. then so uh and i know that a lot of people that are looking forward to dark water human coming march first yeah okay. but i don't have that much more info on that because i i never was the biggest fan but i know there there are a lot of fans uh, yeah i'll have to check it out i don't dark. know them i don't know that other song either so and we have another big name devin townsend solo album I don't know why he put the Devin Townsend project to risk, but he will know why. <laughs> um, I don't have an exact release date yet. It's March. It was said it's going to come out March. The album title is Empath, which I really like. Mm -hmm. um, and he's got like a huge guest list, like a long guest list. Uh, first up, we have Nolly Getgood. Uh, uh, from Periphery, then Morgan Ogren, the drummer, crazy, crazy drummer, uh, who played with Zappa and stuff, and his own Ogren, uh, a Morgan, Mats Morgan band with a, uh, yeah, and a lot of other bands. Mike Keneally on guitars, Anup Sastri also on drums, and big surprise here, 
Chad Kruger. So, oh yes, right. This was just in the news. Yeah. <laughs> that he's gonna do a song or a duet yeah, or something. Yeah. A duet, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> it was some clean some clean and then some Devin screaming in the background. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I saw um what's his name? This bassist from 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 the interwebs, uh, Nathan Navarro. I'm consulting our fellow bass player at the controls over here. Kai Metzner, hey. Nathan Navarro. He was at least in the control room when when they were um, when the one drummer was filming like a little diary of being in the studio. He went into the like bass room and there were like three guys, and one of them was Nathan Navarro. Okay, um, I'm pretty sure, but I haven't seen his name associated with it. But I bet he's bumping in there for a little solo or something. Good. He's, he's fantastic. Good. I, I think uh, I just picked the names from from that news article. I uh, I, th- I just picked the names I, I I knew, so I think that name could have been yeah. in there as well. Yeah, so, I bet so. There you have it. Um, wrapping up our upcoming releases, I have a French quadruple from uh, four uh, four different bands, but they all share one guy, and that is the sound guy. Uh, sound person extraordinaire. His name is Chris Edrich, and he's also doing the live sound for The Ocean, Leprous, and Caligula's Horse. Oh, yeah. And he produced all four of them, or did the mixing, or was involved uh, somehow at least in the album production of those four French bands. I have one um, uh, release date for Kajinja, really technical gent band. Really amazing. The album's called Super 90, and the release date is January 18th. And then I have four... Uh, the, the other three bands, I don't have an album title or release date yet, but um, they're Mirath, Hypnose, and Clone. And I love all of them. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Dario, what happened in 2018? So yeah, a lot of albums came out in 2018, and um, later on I will um, put the spotlight on some lesser-known underground artists, which I think uh, deserve more attention. Um, but of course we can't leave the usual suspects unmentioned, because some of them delivered big time in my book, which is first and foremost... Favorite band of both of us, I guess, Haken. Haken. Vectors. Yeah. It's my mm. top album of the year. I absolutely agree with that. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I mean, you could argue that it's too short or whatever, but yeah. no, it's, it's, it's just completely mental. What, yeah. the, what, what they're doing there is like, uh, um, I mean, I, I wrote a lengthy review on, on the Prox Space. I concluded with the um, statement that what what I love so much about Vector is, or about what Haken are doing in general is, uh, and and succeeded in doing with Vector again after Affinity, was that they're doing. I was calling it like Jean Claude Van Damme splits because they're doing like 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 this '80s nostalgic feel with like the electronic drums Ray uses here and there, boom boom, like this. These 80s feel, but at the same time, they're kind of futuristic and it's so short and precise and succinct that, but at the same time, it's 
so huge and epic. Yeah. So it it's both of these uh, things feel like like they should be paradoxical or something like that, but they managed to 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 make it into one coherent sound and uh, like really jaw dropping instrumental passages without making them feel wankery or st something. Yeah, they're they're always musical in yeah. that way, and 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 yeah, I mean, some people are like, oh, it's not enough, but I mean. This is always a complaint of prog fans that like an album's not 75 minutes long or a double album. And then when you get a double album, like the astonishing, a lot of prog fans think it's too long. So, I mean, I think with the Haken album, with Vector, there's no filler. It's, it's, it's like one hit after the other and they explore new territory. I heard some complaints on, uh, some complaints online um, from people that thought there was too much gent influence. And, and I don't, I don't really hear that at all. I mean, yeah, they have some heavy guitars, but I mean, it is progressive metal, isn't it? I mean, don't don't we want some heavy guitars? And yeah. okay, if it's a seven string or an eight string or whatever the guys used this time, I think seven strings. Um, I mean, we want some chuggy riffs. I mean, there's n nothing to me from from this album says like Tesseract or or even though they've changed their sound quite a bit too, or Periphery, or any of these bands that I think are kind of like from the modern gent thing. Yeah. No, I would absolutely agree with that. That this, uh... yeah, it's it's just some prog snobs snobbing yeah. around, snobbing around. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, uh, and 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 Ross's vocals are amazing. I mean, the melodies are just I absolutely mean, unbelievable. I, and I, um, two two performances uh, I I would like to um, mention here is um, Diego with his insane keyboard sounds. Yeah. I mean, just just the intro alone, like yeah, like the intro's you, great. Oh, it's so rich and deep and yeah. filthy and 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 also i really like even though i'm not not the tech guy or or i'm don't understand half of the stuff but but the, that that little interview he he did on how he was approaching synth sounds for mm -hmm. this particular record uh found, i found it really interesting but the other thing is justice for ray i mean come on <laughs> that dude Hashtag it, justice for Ray. Yeah, come on. He his his performance yeah, is just mind boggling. And um, even though I haven't seen them uh, performing this stuff live yet, um, we, I'm really really much looking forward to seeing them on the upcoming tour, uh, on the upcoming Vector European Vector Studies. I just know a hundred percent that they're gonna nail all this super crazy technical stuff tight. As a cat's ass, to quote my good friend Rune from the Proc Space, it's just jaw-dropping how tight they can play this ridiculous stuff. Yeah. And they'll do it, and it'll still be fun, and Ross will be jumping around, keeping the, you know, it's not like, it's still a high-energy yeah. show. And Absolutely. Yeah, so. Okay, I think we've... I think we've progged all over them enough. Yeah. Let's move on to some other. <laughs> well, you already mentioned Tesseract. We had Sonder. Yeah. Did you like it? <laughs> Deep breath. 
I mean, I, I I love Tesseract in general. Somehow, the first couple of tracks of Sonder kept me from loving the album because it felt more commercial in one sense, uh, maybe more poppy. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, my takeaway from Sonder, I love it, Um, but I do feel it might be the weakest Tesseract album in a sense that they kind of made themselves comfortable in the formula. Mm. Um, So... Well, the first single "Smile" was out for a year already. They were they've been playing that one uh, a lot live, and I thought, well, it was fun live, but it was nothing new, or it was just more of the same actually. And um, then they came around. I, I I don't remember which was first, Luminary or King. I think King. I was going to say King. Yeah, was... King. King was for me a game changer again in the sense that it made me interested really really yeah. interested in them again because they they were going back to some screams yeah. which they uh, didn't have for a couple of albums and like some of this raw emotions came back and i really like that they explored this also further on the album version of smile um for the album as a whole what i also liked was the more um ethereal passages which more were more reminiscent of uh, the Arai um, reworks of some Polaris songs. Um, so all these ambient passages with with Daniel Tompkins' breathtaking vocals, I really love them. But on the other hand, I know a lot of Tesseract fans are going to hate me for that. But there there's some Juno hype going on right now, which I just can't get because I feel Juno is the um I wouldn't say most boring song but it's just not there's not much going on and it's like the same formula they've written the same song over and over so um it that doesn't catch my attention that much anymore hmm. I have the feeling I I've heard it before and yeah maybe better or more yeah speaking to me Maybe it's like a bit of like an extension of the last album with only a few like sort of new elements, but this is how it felt for me. And and maybe one thing I think that for, for me that might have caused problems is is how great it sounds because yeah. it's so perfect. It, it uh, sounds so smooth. And I, I, and I got the, the deluxe edition with the in-ear um, yeah, I, mix. I, I haven't. Check that out. Which yet. is also like a strange experience to hear their in-ear mix. Um, but I think just the precision and how clear it is maybe kept me from becoming emotionally involved with yeah, the tracks. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I can uh, understand where you come from. Um, I saw them live on that tour um, not too long ago in uh, November. And I love the show. It was really emotional. Yeah. I mean, Dan's voice is just phenomenal. Uh, this guy hits notes with such passion, and it might get like uh, streamlined on an album production. That's true. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw them at the last Summer Breeze, not this, this, not twenty eighteen, but twenty seventeen. Was the last time I saw them, and I mean, it was just amazing. I mean, yeah, they're amazing. They're, they're, live they're, they're 
really tight as well. Um, Moving but on. We, we actually wanted not to dwell too much on the big names, and we're yep. nerding out again here. Huh, speed speed uh, round. Big sp- name speed round. Okay, I'm, I'm going to put this one uh, at the back of the big names. We have Orphaned Land, mm. which is a great band from Israel. If you haven't heard from them, they're, they're playing some sort of oriental metal. They're kind of the uh, originators of the term or the genre, oriental metal. You can also check out, and I should be plugging this for all these bands, but we have an episode of Ghost of the Road on Freaks TV with Orphan Land, if you want to check that out. Yeah, they're, they're a great band, and they also... Coming back to our first topic in this show, um, they have they have this um, broader message for the, their music. They want to bring people together with their yeah. music, which is uh, especially relevant in Israel and the Middle East, of course. And and I've, and it's so beautiful. I, I've seen them at Summer Breeze this year, and I've been in the front row with. Uh, people from Egypt, from Tunisia, and from Japan, and it was it was just so heartwarming to have all these people come together, um, especially of course from from Arabic from the Arabic world to see um, an Israeli band, um, because in most Arabic countries, orphan land are not allowed to play or are allowed to go there to. Yeah, yeah. So so a lot of Arabic fans have to travel somewhere else to, yeah. to go see their favorite band. Because with their passport, they can't travel to those countries. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Orphan Land, uh, that was um, Unsung Prophets and Dead Messiahs was uh, was the album, and I especially would recommend the, the song uh, Chains Fall to Gravity, which has a beautiful opeth like bass um, melody or bass yeah it's a melody mm-hmm. yeah. and and I think it's also in this track that I have a uh, cool guitar guest solo from none other than Steve Hackett <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of name dropping here from the old gods um, ah, we have a German entry here The Ocean ah post metal band from Berlin slash they're international actually uh, international the ocean collective they call themselves sometimes with a uh yeah uh enigmatic album title as always Phanerozoic paleozoic one or no Phanerozoic one paleozoic that and um yeah they're an amazing band more on the post metal side uh i haven't t- listened to the album too much yet but i'm uh, but i'm sure i will and they have had this one single uh Devonian nascent with Jonas Ranks from Catatonia singing, and yes. this guy's voice is just pure bliss. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, um, I actually got into this like two weeks ago. I I somehow missed the release, and Kai told me about the album. So um, I I haven't had much time with it. It's also quite dense, and I didn't know the band before. So, oh, wow. um yeah. That was like a two, new one for me, but. I certainly heard the. You the, can you can song. dive deep into the ocean, yeah. <laughs> as they say. <laughs> as they say, and actually check out the albums before as well. Especially yeah. the, the the album before um, was about the ocean, like the various depths of the ocean, whatever. And they they have amazing uh, and and like like uh, philosophical, but also scientific concepts 
Like they had this double al- double album about um, a heliocentric and an- anthropocentric uh, um, uh, ages and, and like in, in for mankind and stuff. This, this was brilliant. So there's a lot of stuff for you to dis- discover. Wow. <laughs> Thinking um, man's metal. Was it yeah, right? we had going more into the extreme side here from the ocean, which are also a kind of a little bit extreme band still. Uh, Isan, Amr. I didn't really get into this record. Did you? Um, I listened to it a couple of times, and um, um, the first and so far only album from Isan I really know and loved or liked was was Artist, the previous one. Ah, okay. Or, um, of course, I got into that one because of the. Song of the Century, Celestial Violence. This is just one one of the craziest, uh, most emotional songs for me ever written. Um, so, but I like the whole album. With the new one, um, I thought it was okay. I could listen to it, but uh, the only song that really stood out for me, being uh, not having a, an extreme metal background, actually, was the the quasi title track. Um, mm. uh, I think that the the album was called. Uh, Amr and the the track was called Samr. I don't know what 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 language it is, or I I didn't do my re- research. Sorry, um, but that was a kind of ballad and um, a lot of emotions in in Ishan's voice and guitar solo, especially. Yeah, I mean, I was an, a fan of Emperor when they still existed, um, and although my musical tastes don't go that extreme in the sort of Norwegian black metal scene. I always liked Emperor a lot. And so the first several solo albums from him, I also really enjoyed. It was like always something I could throw on. And uh, and some of them were like more experimental than others and jazzy and yeah. saxophones. I've heard and, about Das Seelenbrechen or something. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, um, that's one back uh, catalog I still have to disco- I still have to discover yeah yeah, uh, yeah I mean know. and so his I mean he's also you know don't want to throw the term genius around but he is he is a musical legend of sorts and creates some 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 quite diverse music types and, ex- and is brave and explores things that are you know um caca- uh, cacophonic, or yeah, uh, and 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 also beautiful. So uh, I have a lot of respect for him, but I, I just somehow didn't, I didn't connect to this in a, in, a, yeah. in a world full of music <laughs> flying at you all the time. Yeah. Somehow, maybe yeah. later it will yeah. hit me. Yeah, but uh, this guy definitely earned his uh, respect in the scene, and uh, totally. good album. Um, and. Here we have a little bit of a sad uh, backstory to this comeback, Riverside. Um, well, uh, their longtime or founding member and guitarist Piotr Gruczynski died like two years ago now, I think, suddenly. Mm-hmm. And the band had to somehow get over the loss and see how they will move on. They put out a Soundscape album, I think, in the meantime. And now Wasteland was the first album to come out after Piotr's death. 
and um, how did you like it? Did you listen to it? Um, only a little bit. I I mean, I have almost every Riverside album, and some of them connect with me more than others. Um, and and I didn't quite find the time, or the the album didn't didn't meet me this year somehow I, it sort I, of passed by me i mean yeah, there yeah. was a lot of hype about it and typically when there's a lot of hype around stuff i don't listen to it <laughs> i i get you i totally i'm i'm totally the same um with the riverside i have um i've been a fan from the debut album uh and and the this the first three albums reality dream trilogy um are still outstanding um pieces of progressive rock with sometimes a little bit leaning into metal um, mm. uh, territories. Um, with the fourth album, which they had this trilogy and then it was completed and then they did uh, Anno Domini High Definition. Yeah. And I, it took me like half a year only listening to, me, uh, to the songs on Progress Radio until I finally was like, well, this is fucking amazing. And yeah, I got the album, album. And so um, uh, I'm a huge fan of the first four albums. And then they kind of lost me actually with Shrine of New Generation Slaves. Yeah, actually, I really liked that album. <laughs> That's, I think this was the last, like, my favorite album from them in a while. Yeah, this, uh, this one I really got into. All right. The funny thing is, it didn't grab me that emotionally, and I was missing the heaviness. Um, a lot it and was very rocky. Yeah, and and the, the that was just my taste, but I still wouldn't want to miss this album in my collection just because yeah. of the last five minutes. Yep. Uh, honestly, the the last five minutes of Escalator Shrine, this one last groove is like just it beams me out and gives me all sorts of feelings and orgasms and. <laughs> what not? No, seriously. So yeah, they they've they've been on the rocky side uh, ever since. Uh, um, less heaviness, and I, I still kind of miss them. Miss that, I have to admit. Mm. Um, but there was um, some stuff on Wasteland I, I, I really liked, and I, I I got I got some of the emotion reached me. Yeah, uh, that's what Maybe. I wanted, uh, that's what I wanted to say. Actually, was that. There, there was never a time I knew, you know, the backstory and what went into like the writing of the album, and for some reason, I never had the emotional space, yeah, to listen to it maybe on the level that it should be listened to. So, yeah, so instead of like wasting a listen and not getting it, I, I kind of kept putting it off. And it, and with well, the maybe hype, the, maybe just, the time maybe the time for it will come. That happens to me all the time. <laughs> I've got another big name, Muse. Oh yeah, I mean, thanks for throwing that in because yeah. it, uh, that's uh, also a long long time. Maybe not favorite band of mine, but I I always kind of like them, even though when they went all poppy or whatever. But I think. The second law was the last album I listened, and mm -hmm. then there was like drones, drones. Yeah. and I just yeah, I kind of just lost interest. So tell me about the new Muse album. Well, I mean, I think Muse for me are a little bit like Dream Theater. Um, 
that pretty much anything that they put out, I like. Because when you hear a Muse record, you know it's a Muse record and it has certain sounds, certain melodies, certain tropes that they kind of return to in a way that's a bit of a negative, but at the same time, it's a little bit, a little bit like a piece of home. It's comfort comforting, you know? And while this is one of my favorite albums of the year, it's also one of my disappointments because it feels a little late in the game to jump onto the 80s Stranger Things bandwagon. <clears throat> and in the last years, I often felt like Muse would pull from something in pop popular culture and redefine it as a Muse thing and then make a record or a song with that. And I think in general, this is like a successful model that they have for writing music or like being influenced and then making I mean, really music. successful. We're talking um, numbers, a dream, even Dream Theater could only dream about. So I, I don't even really consider Muse a part of the progressive scene no, because no. they're they're kind of, I don't want to say a top 40 band, but they're just, I don't know that they have any connection to the scene in terms probably, of like... Probably not. But, yeah. but, but still a lot of prog people dig them as well because they yeah. obviously have their proggy bits. Yeah. Uh, no doubt about that. Um, and so this album is like super synth heavy and I actually think it's, I think every song is kind of a hit in the sense of like pop st structure and melody and stuff. Like every song you can sing along in, in an arena. You have that feeling when you hear it. And this is what makes it great and also kind of what makes it maybe a little bit derivative. And they rehash melodies that you've heard them sing before. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're rehashing elements of, yes, synth, 80s synth music that's very in vogue. Just, 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 just a little uh, cut in there. Um, just my opinion, if you want to hear really awesome 80s thin stuff, listen to Carpenter Brute. Oh, That's yeah. the real deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure that they did, or Matthew Bellamy sure, certainly heard this. And, and, and so, you know, like most Muse products, they, they do it well. It's not that it's not Absolutely. done well. It's just <clears throat> of, from a band who originally was so original in yeah, their approach. they were. Um To, to kind of do things that are somewhat derivative often feels like we're, we're missing something else in our life that they could have gave. I don't know. Weird. Anyway, yeah. it's but, one of my favorites, but it's also somehow disappointing too. Yeah, but, but, but actually you gave me a, a great curveball on hits to sing along in the stadium, <laughs> which is, I, 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 earlier I said I put, put a band to the back, which you might probably disagree that I put it on the usual suspects or big ones delivered. But that one, that is a spe very special band from Denmark and we, we, I think we are both uh, fanboying over them like crazy. <laughs> um, I'm talking about Vola from Denmark and um, uh, they put out their second album, Applause from a Distant Crowd. And I put them to the big names already because... Um, <laughs> 
I mean, second with the, album, yeah. <laughs> with this, with the the first album they released uh, independently, and it got picked up by Mascot Records and re-released a year later, yeah. and rightfully so. I mean, In Mazes was amazing. Yeah. In Mazing? No. In Mazing. <laughs> um, Somebody just progged in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Applause from a distant crowd. Yeah. Crazy I mean, album. It's crazy. Right. It's it's. I want to say. I would say that it's even more diverse than in mazes in Absolutely. terms of its range. I mean, you go from Absolutely. that song. I think it's called Ghosts. Yeah, the second track. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which is totally poppy, and then the follow up, smart friend. Yeah. I mean, this is just it's so dark, and the and the video so disturbing. This is. I think this is maybe one of my favorite videos from the year. It's not my favorite video. That's comes from a different genre, but that video I think is okay. Number two. I've got an. I've got another one. From the same album, um, first maybe I wanted to say on the di- diverseness, <laughs> yeah, diversity. diversity that's, yeah. that's what it's called uh, in proper English. Um, what we didn't have, or what um, Vola didn't offer on In Mazes, was that kind of um, mm, late, not laid back, but but like toned down ballads like like uh, Ruby Pool and mm. um, no I forgot the the song title of my my absolute favorite uh, Vertigo oh yeah and and like like Asger's, uh vocals are so beautiful in there just just like like a little bit musical background from the from Martin synth mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit of his guitar plugging and just his beautiful voice it's just so beautiful, yeah. And um, yeah, then we have the craziness of Smart Friend we already talked about. But uh, one of my favorite songs is actually Alien Shivers, yeah. Which uh, where, where uh, the bass player Nikolai actually did an amazing video for. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, he did this, I think, with his girlfriend together. And it's like a stop motion video. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so Alien Shivers, check it out on YouTube. Amazing video, amazing song. What's funny is that they just did this tour with Monuments, which they did. I thought was a somehow strange pairing, especially after I heard the new album. Because okay, maybe for In Mazes, like it's got some like genty stuff that that those fans from Monuments might also get into. But with the new one, it has all this like really sweet mellow stuff as well. Yeah. Which I wonder. I didn't see the tour. I did. Um, did they play some of the new stuff and did they it go did, over they, well? Absolutely. They well, it, it was it was a huge package with four bands. Yeah. It was on what I call Zombie Monday because it was the Monday after Proc Power. So mm. it was just off the autobahn from like seven, eight hours on the autobahn and directly into the club. Um so I didn't care too much from for the I'm sorry guys, uh Atlas Northcore something, the the opening band from Finland. Um, but the second band was Kadinja from France I was already uh, uh, mentioning earlier with a new album coming up and then Vola was just mind blowing um, and sadly the attendance was maybe it was it was a Monday and it was Munich so I was I was a bit disappointed about the attendance about the turnout um, 
but what I I didn't understand that like all the fans that were there for monuments for the headliner, they um I would have expected that there was like movement and mosh pits going on. They got just one single mosh pit for the last song slash encore going. Really? So that was really weird, like really reserved reserved Munich style funny uh, audience. I, I I made the lame joke in my uh, concert review applause from a discount crowd, <laughs> <laughs> but not for Bola. Uh, somebody anyway. just progged in here again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's it from the big names, and uh, with all other names, uh, um, you missed one big name. I did. I know Tell it's me. not on your sheet, but ah. uh, between the buried and me. Oh yes, I saw them with Tesseract. So, and I go ahead. Okay, uh, with between the buried and me, uh, it's kind of I know I should like it on paper when 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 somebody writes down what what kind of style of music they're playing, but I never got into them. I've seen them mm -hmm. three or four times before actually, and it was okay, uh, but never really got me to the point that I really wanted to go home and listen to their albums uh -huh. and I and I always had the feeling okay they okay there's this cool part this part is okay and then there's maybe a cool part again and then the part that is me and then I I'm like um okay I don't see the song in this <laughs> and um Actually, when I was writing my concert review for Between the Buried and Me and Tesseract, um, I did a little Spotify playlist with with the set list they played the couple of days before. And I had the feeling that I'm starting to get to the point where I'm getting Between the Buried and Me. Oh, okay. Let's say it like this. Well... I am a huge fan. So I think they're in my easily in my top five favorite prog metal bands. Um, oh wow! And the, I I loved the part one and part two of Automata or Automata or however one pronounces this. Um, it it's. It's. I mean, H Haken was my number one, but Between the Buried Means definitely my number two album for the year. And I think the only. I think I think Haken's album is like complete and done, you know. And Between the Buried Me, it just takes more time. It's more you you. It requires a lot more attention and attention span Absolutely. and depth. And so, <laughs> by no means. I I don't see any flaws in the album, and it's a nice return to their like death metally roots. Um, I don't know if roots is the right word, but the that that yeah. influence comes in yeah. a lot on this album. Yeah. And the funny thing is that they did this like two two EP thing, which Periphery also did with uh, uh, Alpha and Omega which was like a double album. This was also like a double album, both Sumerian Records releases. And I wonder what the point of this is. I have absolutely no clue. I mean, it didn't bother from, me. From a marketing standpoint, I don't know. It feels to me like it would give a lot of 
I I actually had this feeling with the Periphery album too that Alpha got more like feedback than Omega, and yeah. I think um, Automata One got more than Automata Two. So I I don't know from a marketing yeah. standpoint if it makes a lot of sense. I don't think fans of this genre need a break between. <laughs> I mean, we can listen to albums that are seventy five minutes long. It's not a big yeah. deal. And from a marketing standpoint, fans in this genre, mostly if they're a fan of the band, they don't care if they they they, they don't need the big publicity behind it. They they're gonna see and know that their favorite band are gonna put out a second part of an EP, even though it might get not as much much press as the first part did. Yeah. Because it's also like the writing style is relatively the same, except that the second part to me has more circus and crazy jazz elements yeah. than the first half, first part. But nevertheless, writing, a, being a reviewer and having to write a review of the second part might be very difficult because it's like still part of that story. You know, the themes are yeah. reoccurring in the second half. Um, so. Yeah, I, maybe somebody can explain that to us one day. What this, what this, what why bands do this? Um, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter to me. I still listen to it as one thing on my iPod or whatever. <laughs> so, but okay. Um, uh, actually, that brought me to something that is not on the list. Um, <laughs> and it is an album. I haven't listened to the album. I have just listened to one single song, and it was the first single. And I've listened to it over and over and over again. And it, that was the solo album from Between the Buried and Me singer Thomas Rogers. Oh, yeah. Um, Thomas Giles. Yeah, right. Thomas Giles, isn't this Thom his? Thomas Giles? Yeah, isn't that his? Uh, could be, I his, don't know. His stage yeah, name yeah. for the solo stuff. Or at least yeah. it used to be. But yeah, 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 it could be. Anyway, the first single... Um, I don't remember the name right now. Hold on, let's let's look let's, it up. let's check it out because it features guest vocals from none other than Christopher Gum Rig from Ulver, and it's just so fucking beautiful. And I've listened to it Here, a thousand Thomas times. Giles. Okay, admittedly, I didn't hear this at all. I mean, I have his first solo record, I think. Um, oh nope. Uh, Yes, Modern Noise from 2014. I have that one, and then I didn't really catch the other ones, and I didn't hear this one this year, so I have to go back and... Yeah, there's also another track on this album. I also listened to it once, because, it, but, but not more because it's so weird. And it also features one of my other favorite singers of all time, which is Einar from Leprous. Ah, okay. So, But this is really weird stuff, and um, I, I, I always wanted to get back to it at one point. Um, Interesting that the 2016 album Velcro Kid has a guest performance from Devin Townsend, who oh. is somebody who doesn't often guest on other people's albums. That's true. I remember... Uh, how pro that. I, 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 no, I remember uh, Arjen Lukasen say that in his documentary for The Human Equation. And he was so happy to 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 conv to ha actually uh, manage to convince him to doing this, uh, but all, all, he only Devin only agreed uh, as the story goes uh, uh, 
because Aryan was uh, okay with Devin to write the lyrics and his own vocal parts. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay, anyway, we're, we're, on. we're getting carried away yeah. as we speak on each and every turn. Maybe. Well, we have a lot of big names covered already, but there was a lot of other um, releases. Um, and I always tend to um, kind of separate my lists into some kind of subcategories or subgenres um, like, or territories because it is hard for me to, to compare um, extreme tech death band to, to a band that does like live prog. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't yeah. work for me. So yeah. um, I, I divide them into the sections and um yeah we, we we've been talking about between the buried and me so let's just um carry on with the extreme side of the prog and i i'm new to this side uh for, um like two years ago 2016 was kind of my breakthrough with especially with the band hypnos from france um and another band that opened a lot uh for me was oceans of slumber And um, they put out their second album with uh, Cami uh, Gilbert on lead vocals, The Banished Heart. Um, and it's nothing like Winter was the previous album. Um, it is way more raw emotion. And I, I loved uh, Winter to bits. I, I, and I played it, I played my vinyl so many times and um well this particular band they have this unique um blend of a lot of different old school styles actually um which was also funny to get back into old school metal sound aesthetics um between all this haken and leprous hype i've I'm also guilty of. <laughs> no, um, you're and, responsible. <laughs> no, actually, with with bands like Haken, Leprous, and, and Vola, it's all so modern sounding, and and then getting a band in between, which has like these old school metal sound aesthetics, is uh, like really something different. But also, um, they mix everything from um, black and death metal to 70s prog rock and um it's it's just so unique and but com the 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 interesting thing about the banished heart was that it was less polished uh and way more brutal honesty uh from a songwriting and pr production standpoint and it really it is it's really dark stuff And um, the main songwriters, Cami and uh, Dobbert, the drummer, um, they they had a pretty hard time in between these albums, like making making the album the Banished Heart. Um, not only personally, but they also like, uh, as far as I know, Dobbert's home got flooded by by a hurricane and stuff, and he lost a huge underground uh, stuff collection you know and, mm. and and his home obviously so um yeah and it all reflects in the album and it's it's like if you want an emotional listen listen to oceans of slumber <laughs> 
that that is actually my number two after Haken. Wow. Yeah, great. Texas band. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them again uh at Summer Breeze. Oh yeah. They were uh announced for Summer Breeze this year. Yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, next year, obviously. Maybe we see it <laughs> together. Year. Yeah. Um any anything else in the in the uh extreme territory you might want to add? Um I think we have to give at least a little shout out to Rivers of Nile. Absolutely, I'm with you on that. Yeah, because they they released it now. I'd never heard of them before. I, I don't know if this is their debut or not. I think this is their second album. Okay. Um, where, where Owls Know My Name. This is like maybe best title of the year yeah. for an album. I mean, yeah. also the name of one of the tracks. Um, yeah. Where Owls Know My Name. Something. So just like... Exactly eleven years. Uh, eleven years. Eleven days ago, I saw them live yeah. with the craziest tech death package ever. Like, okay, it was the second tech death package ever I saw. <laughs> <laughs> the the one before was pretty good as well with with um, Beyond Creation and Gorod, but this one with, where Rivers of Nihal were the opening band, yeah, no. mind you, and then the, we had a surruption from Finland. The Fucking mental guys from 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 Archspire, yeah. and, the, and then uh, Revocation. Revocation. That was such a ridiculous evening. Yeah, Revocation. It was great. so much fun, and yeah, Rivers of Nihal, great band, and um, I hope they will be back as a headliner soon. Yeah, they I definitely so. have the have the potential. Moving on. I've got one more extreme thing. Okay. And also the story behind this is funny because I uh got uh, I discovered this band through um Bandcamp article metal of the month or something. Mm-hmm. And the band I think they're they're from the UK. They're called Sludge. Sludge. Sludge and the album title is Esoteric Malacology. So they I don't want to catch that. They 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 actually created this whole um um th- this this whole world uh, with 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 all these slugs and and like whether whether it's crazy. Just listen to it. It's 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 um yeah tech tech death style and some some of the melodic parts reminded me of Serce from uh. Uh, Belarus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's one I have to check out. Absolutely. So, from the extreme to the more uh, rocky styles, should we go? Yeah, I got one to throw in there right away, dude. King Crow, the persistence. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I w- I'm, I'm with them. I'm always not sure if I should put them, file them under rock or metal. So they're kind of on the in between, yeah. like from the heaviness factor. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. But and absolutely, they are on my list as well. Um, I know a lot of people that uh, have been into them for with their previous albums as well. But now I finally got what got what what they are all about, and yeah. and 
um, the Persistence is a is a really emotional album as well, mm. and um, I um, the first song I heard from this album was obviously um, Night Is Falling with Daniel Gildenlow, and 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 I loved it. Uh, got goosebumps all over, and of course I was curious if they were going to be able to. Uh, pull off that uh, emotional depth without Daniel mm. and they they are capable of doing that yeah. I, I have to attest that and 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 uh, give them uh, uh, props for that they there are other songs on on the album that are almost uh, at least of the same caliber absolutely I actually when it out when it came out I ordered it from them and they mailed me the CD and I got it uh the day before I left for vacation to France and I was there for three weeks, pretty much didn't listen to anything else but that <laughs> album for three weeks. So, and yeah. and I was was a big yeah. A big a big surprise um how much I loved it and how how nicely con um structured it is, the way that it has this kind of classic progressive rock concept album feel with like a big opener and then a rocky song and then you know moving through like the emotions until the big finish and themes coming back and stuff so for me it's just like a classic solid progressive rock album brilliant metal i don't know i mean yeah they have metal parts and they can play with metal bands but uh yeah that's yeah i've, I've, I I've listened to um, them for that uh, metal uh, I've I've got another band that is sitting uh, between rock and metal uh, on the heaviness spectrum, but they're more on the alternative side of things. Uh, Fee from Austria uh, oh, brought yeah. out an amazing album called Cycles, and um, it's not many songs on there. I think six songs, and. All the songs are obviously between five and seven minutes, but I have the feel for for me every song feels like a genuine hit. Um, like "Children of the Rain" or or "Blackened Rivers" is like just the, the the grooves and and the riffs and the and the melodies is just as perfect as alternative prog can get. Um, only matched by Poem this year, who are mm. also doing this kind of alternative. Yeah. Uh, um, rock slash heavy, heavier than rock actually yeah. stuff. Poem um, with the album Unique, and uh, my uh, suggestion to listen to would be My Own Disorder from from the great Greek band here. Uh, just for a note for the listeners, I think we're going to make a Spotify playlist. Absolutely, <clears throat> with all these bands, uh, so that you can check that out. Uh, that should be available the day the show airs. Yeah. Um, two more mentions in the rock ca category. Um, my good friends in Deafening Opera from Munich. Um, oh, yeah. They have a special thing going on in their sound as they mix classic progressive rock with lots of keyboards. Um, with some straightforward heavy rock, which is kind of unique, and their 
new album Let Silence Fall is, was a huge step up from from the previous one Blueprint and they they've got like one riff in there which could be straight off an Opeth record and some brilliant vocal harmonies and stuff so if you're into that kind of thing check out Deafening Oprah Let Silence Fall cool um finally a small band um from from Germany as well uh, they're called Amberfield they're doing like an alternative pop rock progish style with a with a singer uh, with a female singer I mean <laughs> um and yeah they kind of ca came out of no nowhere um and they're the um successor band to uh, a band called In Morpheus Arms which I really liked uh, In Morpheus Arms was more porcupine tree-ish opeth-ish <laughs> <laughs> and Amberfield now is like way more alternative and pop-ish uh, but but it's a great debut and I highly recommend uh, uh, checking out Amberfield Sad I'm just going to throw one into this rock ca or like progressive rock alternative category real quick because uh, I'm not saying it's like a top pick for me this year, <clears throat> but it did grab me like kind of right away. This prehistoric animals. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I'm with you on that. I listened to it once. I, I got the tip from my good friend Rune Belsvik Reynos from all the way from Norway. My yeah, Prog Space have, colleague. <laughs> yeah, but he might have posted it, and that's why I know it because yeah, uh, it probably just showed up in the feed, and I think maybe he shared it. Yeah, and, uh, and he shared it, it through the Prog Space. It like hooked me like right away. I mean, I I feel like I need some more time to like decide yeah. how how much I like it, but it's super accessible somehow, and like the keyboard sounds are are cool and. I don't know. The yeah. writing style is fun and stuff, so I got to dive in more. But I would recommend that for for Absolutely. people that haven't heard that yet. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I've got a big melodic metal category coming up. <laughs> but maybe we, we we will try to make this quicker than than uh, the stuff we did before. Starting off with two German bands. One is a, like a returning band, Tomorrow's Eve. They haven't has they have been around for a long time, but they had a long hiatus. Now they're back with a new album called Mirror of Creation Two Genesis Two, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they have got a top notch international rhythm section on that new album. Uh, consisting of Mike Lepont from Symphony X on bass mm. and um, John McAluso on drums from Ark and Ingvar Malmsteen. Oh yeah, fame. Um, so it's uh, and and yeah, the singer uh, Martin Lemar. He's also singing with uh, German prog metal legends Mekong Delta. It's a great melodic prog metal album. Um, I'm really happy they're back and I urge you to check out the song Dream Within a Dream because it's got a fantastic groove, uh, great melody and uh, John McAluso is doing some crazy uh, drumming on that. Um, second one is a new one, is the debut and it's on. It's sung in German, Kaisers Bart. Can you tell <laughs> us about Kaisers Bart? <laughs> uh, what can I tell you? Uh, I saw them play their first show in Munich. Um, yeah, for me, um, 
I haven't heard anything recorded. I've only seen them the live show. Oh, right. I did not hear the album yet. So it's uh, probably the first uh, uh, melodic prog metal concept album with German lyrics. And there's also some familiar names in there with Misha Mang singing. Uh, He's a musical star here in Germany, uh, but he sang before in the band's Dreamscape and Ivanhoe, if you remember them. Mm. Great melodic prog metal band. So that's his new band. And on drums we have Danilo Batorf, who was playing with Subsignal before. Um, yeah, some classic melodic. Yeah, yeah. Totally solid. And uh, I really loved the live show uh, yeah. that I saw them. So hope to see them some more. Um. Ah, we were just talking about Mike LePont from, from Symphony X. So we had Michael Romeo releasing a solo album this year, yeah. War of the Worlds Part 1. Did you uh, listen to it? A little bit. Um, while I'm a huge Symphony X fan, um, I just remember like listening to the one track and uh, I don't know, maybe it was the vocalist. It's kind of like hearing Mike Romeo play without... Russell Allen, <laughs> maybe this is what threw me off, but I I did not jump jump onto that so fast. I also think that in the last years, this has not been the style of prog that I listened to as much I as it, as I did back in nineties, yeah. early two thousands. I re- so. I really enjoyed it. I have to admit. Um, particularly because uh, Michael Romeo were was doing more of the orchestration and symphonic stuff he uh, uh, didn't do for the last four or five Symphony X records. So like, like uh, think uh, five new mythology suite era yeah, yeah. Um, or- orchestrations. Yeah. I really love that. And, and I like the singer. Uh, and we have also uh, John Macaluso drumming here again. Ah. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. One tiny grain of salt. Uh, the main theme of this concept album is really, really close to some Star Wars stuff. So <laughs> okay. I don't think it, it. I don't think it was intentional. And um, but I'm always like, nah, it's not Star Wars. Like, so it's really close, but it's not Star Wars. It's a great album in this style. I really enjoy it. For I'll give it a it try is. again. I mean, he's a phenomenal guitar player. I just yeah. think my, yeah, my orchestrated power prog metal <laughs> days are I have, are less. I, okay, days. I have the solution then. Listen to the song "Fucking Robots." It's like Michael Romeo going, um, how do you call it, dubstep? <laughs> okay, I'm not kidding there. Just listen to it. I it's great fun. I think. Um, where should we go now? We have um, we have talked about the Devon Townsend earlier. Yeah, I've got a band from Scotland that are right up this wall of sound groove metal hmm. thingy. Ramaging. Have you heard of them? No. Their new album is called Under the Skin. They played Prog Power for the second time this year, and they're fantastic. They're awesome. Okay. So if you like Ramage Inc. 
if you do like Devin Townsend style, Ramage Inc. is could be your jam. Okay. Uh simple as that. Um you heard it, you heard it here, folks. A, a little bit of more more background information. Um Brian Ramage, the main guy, he also sang on the debut EP from Tom McLean, ex-Haken bass player, new outfit, uh, Scion, which is an amazing EP, by little, the way. Little known fact. <laughs> um, also from the UK heading, we have Shattered Skies with Muted Neon. Um, they had a couple of lineup changes, uh, but now they're back on track um, with a guitarist and a drummer. Um being the main driving forces uh, behind the band. And they have a fantastic um, melodic prog metal in a more modern sense. Like they, they, They're sitting confidently between being modern and having some influences from traditional prog metal stylings, mm -hmm. which I really enjoy. And... Um, we also had Distorted Harmony from Israel. Yeah. I really like uh, this record. Yeah, returning with A Way Out. It's a third record. And um, they went on a more modern take on yeah. this one. And I've seen them live delivering a bit big time in our, at Armenia Festival in, in Romania. Okay. That, that was amazing. And they, these guys should be huge. Yeah, I'm not sure if that was the concert that I saw some they they released some video footage. Maybe this was from a hometown show. Yeah, yeah they they did that. Which was phenomenal. Yeah. They uh, they're an amazing live band and uh they should be booked on more proc and mainstream metal festivals. Yeah. They have they have they have the They've all, got the power. Uh, they've got the power and they've got everything they need for, for that. Um we're almost at the end of our melodic metal uh, list. Uh, we have, um, well, on the unique side, we already talked uh, earlier a lot about uh, Madame Mortem with Agnete, their singer. Um, I have to admit, I didn't listen too much to the new album yet, Marrow. Oh, okay. um, but I'm looking forward to rectifying it's, that. It's fantastic. Um, I, I highly recommend it. This is in my top 10. Marrow is... Terrific and and a great listen from beginning to end. Even has these little bookend uh, untethered and tethered mm -hmm. um, yeah, track I like, I like and that. and they're sort of stripped down acoustic-y, sort of like folksy bits. But um, yeah, they've never made a bad album, in my opinion. <laughs> so um, I've got. Two more to go, if I see they're right for the melodic metal uh, thing. I think I'm going to go first with Voices from the Fuselage. Um, their second album, Odyssey 2, The Founder of Dreams. Um, for those of you not familiar with Voices from the Fuselage, it's singer Ash O'Hara, who was singing at Tesseract's Altered State album. Mm. And as far as I know, he already had this band way before he joined Tesseract. Um, so when he mm, quit Tesseract, um, yeah, he finally got around to do the debut album, obviously, uh, or so it looks like. Um, that came out like two two years ago, and uh, renowned 
producer and guitarist and singer John Mitchell from bands such as Arena, It Bites, Frost, his own project Lonely Robert, uh, took them under his wings with his new uh, label, White Star Records, if I remember correctly. And so now they have the second album out, Voices from the Fuselage, Odyssey, The Found of Dreams. And I just fell in love with this record, I have to admit, and I put it in my top 10 best up, best mm. of bef above Tesseract. Wow, okay. Um, I, so Ash has way, even more, way more uh, of, an pop, of a pop voice than Daniel Tompkins already does. Um, and he also does a lot of pop stylings with his voice, like really, really polished, but also just so fucking gorgeous to listen to. And um, so uh, they also have a lot of post-rock influences, which I usually, I'm not too fond of or not too keen on, on, on hearing in my prog metal, but uh, they do it so beautifully that I, yeah, I just couldn't help it. I just fell in love with the record. It's really, really beautiful. Hmm. I'll check it out. This is one that went by me. That was Voices from the Fuselage. And now um, an old school uh, favorite, like not an old school favorite, but uh, like a little bit of back history. Um, we have both uh, known the, the main guys behind A Dying Planet for a long time. Uh, Jason and Troy Tipton, yeah. the Tipton brothers. In my book, they are legends already in the underground, underground pro community. Zero Hour is a legendary band. Yeah. And uh, they've done a couple of other stuff as well. I should have mentioned them in the uh, talk with Agneta about bands that came around in that time That's that true. were doing something totally new. And Zero yeah. Hour is, is also squarely one of them. And yeah. Spiral Architect. Oh, yeah. Just this couple will of we years. Ever, will we ever get a, a second Spiral Architect album? That's a conversation for another podcast. It is. <laughs> and then we discuss about the new Tool album as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Double header. Anyway, A Dying Planet is a new band from the Tipton Brothers. Um, it's called Facing the Incurable. And uh, the backstory is that Troy, the bass playing brothers, uh, had to uh, quit playing bass because he had a surgery and he can't use his... He had the tendonitis in his arms or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so he can't play, play bass anymore. Which is really a shame um, because he's That's like amazing. the tandem of the two brothers. That yeah. I, I've seen them live l many years ago at Prog Power, and it was just jaw dropping what they were doing. Like like these two guys together, like they closed, clo they could close their eyes and 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 play perfectly unison the the fastest tapping runs, whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway, but Troy is back on vocals actually. Um, and uh, with stunning results, like really emotional as well. Also, um, a lot of talking about the topic, like facing the incurable, like the album title says or says already. Um, yeah, they also have a couple of guest vocals, like mainly for the first song is from Paul Adrian Villarreal uh, from Suncaged. Oh yeah. And then Eric Roswald uh, from uh, Synthesis and X Zero Hour is also singing one song, but the rest is sung by Troy and beautifully. So um, I really enjoyed this one. I'm I'm I was happy to have them uh, 
back on the recording uh uh how do you say wagon <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and and i'm really looking forward to see what they come up next I, I i hope they will continue this path because i see a lot of potential in it absolutely legend now comes the really uh nerdy part instrumental albums so i've got uh quickly uh, just a rundown of four amazing instrumental albums this one is uh gleb kolyadin um pianist for amazing uh russian uh chamber prog uh i am the morning gleb kolyadin's debut album with lots of guests of, ranging from john rudess to uh, an amazing vocal performance by Mick Moss from Antimatter on the song Astral Architecture. Absolutely my favorite. Um, amazing debut solo album by Gleb Kolyadin. Um, we have some guys from Distorted Harmony um, who, were, uh, who met at uh, Berkeley College of Music, obviously, and they made... A band they called Hago, Hago, I don't know. Uh, they also have a self-titled debut album out. And um, it's like Middle Eastern, um, Panzer Ballet, uh, jazz metal stylings. Hmm. Um, um, also, it reminded me a lot of last year or two years ago, uh, Richard from Haken and the ex-Haken keyboarder and the bass player from 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 between the bird and me did it did a did a nova collective nova collective yep. thank you um yeah reminds me a lot of like like kind of no, nova collective principle with middle eastern uh, yeah. Yeah. influences i mean really that. really great album um then we have lux terminus uh it's uh the band from uh keyboard phenomenon vikram shankar yeah, yeah who you, you might know him from from his youtube um videos and he's also the keyboard player for the band redemption now yeah um so also great uh instrumental effort um i really loved it and then the crazy guys from stuttgart out against agony with their masks and uh, they have a mridangam player so which is a, a, a indian percussion instrument in case you didn't know art against agony um Wait, the Lux Terminus album was called The Courage to Be. And you should listen to the song Electro Communion. It's got just a nasty groove on that. And it'll, it'll be in the playlist. Yes. And Art Against Agony, we have uh, their new album, Shiva Appreciation Society, with the song Nandi, which also features a solo from Richard Henschel from Haken. Boom. Now we have... Uh, special mention in other. I can start this. Yes. Um, I'm going to throw out Zeal and Ardor, Stranger Fruits, for this category. Okay. I I might have put them just into the extreme. Yeah. Yeah, <sighs> but it's but somehow with the extreme, it's also super bluesy. This album. I was a big That's fan true. of the first album as well, but this is like a completely more complete and mature front to back story yeah. album, like concepts in its own way. Um, and it's, it's in also in my top, my top list. Um, not necessarily a 
prog album, but somehow has progressive elements in that it brings. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I also agree that their approach to music is as a progressive approach. Absolutely, yeah. like in bring, bringing um, different worlds together that rarely ever anyone brought together like <laughs> never, that or never uh, never <laughs> ever. Um, so in case you're not familiar with Zealand Ardor, they're basically mixing black metal and gospel, right? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> That's uh, like African American slave music and black metal. If, if if you break it down, if you want to break it down to that, and and they are also really cool live band. What I like about them, I've seen them two times this year, and um, I really like the triple vocal attack. Yeah, um, call and response. Yeah, it's 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 got a crazy energy going. Um, what I uh, miss a little bit is variation inside the songs or or between the songs. Because when I've seen them live, I, I, I get the vibe and the energy, which is great. But after a few songs, I, I feel they all blend into each other and sound a bit sameish to me. Hmm. Maybe just because I'm not too familiar with them. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Actually, my picks for other are not metal at all. First, we, I have Arstidir from Iceland with their new album Nivalis. And I just urge you to check out the song Passion. It's the last song on that album and it's goosebumps all over. And it describes what I feel about music. <laughs> and the vocal harmonies are outstanding by this Icelandic trio. Um, and they just got this Icelandic magic going that nobody else can... The Icelandic do. magic. Yeah. It's that's, a, that's it's a, a thing. T- it's a thing, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I also get, uh, yeah, I Am The Morning. We had Gleb Kolyadin's, uh solo album earlier. I Am The Morning brought out a concert film, actually. Yeah. And they filmed it in the studio, in a gorgeous, beautiful studio in Norwegian countryside. And it's just a whole immersive experience if you're into that kind of chamber prog. Of course... Chamber Prague. Yeah, I like that uh, term <laughs> because I also like uh, classical chamber music. <laughs> yeah, Chamber um, Prague. Actually, speaking of classical music, next one is a really obscure one. It's French and, it's, and the album and also artist is called La Dame qui piquait les coeurs. You might bless you. <laughs> you might have heard uh, of the. Uh, French avant-garde uh, metal band called Aphasia and their singer Neil Aileen it's like her solo project I, mean, uh, okay. I, I also I, I loved her previous solo albums which were cool and crazy and, and out of the box pop stuff and, and the last one also did stuff on the last one she, she, Le Monde Sa she did stuff uh, um, l- songs in English, French, and Japanese, I think. Wow. So this one, with this one, she was going fully um, orchestral with a lot. Uh, it's, a, it's a very French album. <laughs> <laughs> it's not only sung entirely in French, but also the kind of music style uh, with... Uh, um, just listen to the after the introduction, the the first 
also the first kind of single. It's like a really obscure album, so there's it, it, uh, there was not big release behind it or something. Yeah. But the uh, uh, Mon Petit Bonheur is like this. Uh, it's just like. It's just so French, and I love it for it, <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. So if you don't like French music, don't listen to it. No, it's it's amazing. And finally, we have some more French stuff, but uh, acoustic uh, project from uh, the guys in Hypnose, a backward glance on a travel road. Um, yeah, a really great acoustic album from... Uh, Post metalcore band. <laughs> Dare I say it? You said it. <laughs> well, I've got two singles I have to mention. Um, the first one is from Norwegian guys in Archetype. Oh, yeah. Um, they toured with Haken and uh, Rendezvous Point. Chattels sang in my car the Toto's Africa. Absolutely. That's the guy. And he's also singing on that single uh, a little bit. Um, they've got a new singer and a new keyboard player, and um, and they've got a new single. It's called Rosetta, and it's fucking awesome. It's yeah. one of the best riffs of the year. Uh, it's got an amazing groove, and I really can't wait for the second album. Yeah, me too. I really dig um, it. The new singer's uh, great. Absolutely. Shout out to Archetype, and next one is Elo Reanimate. It is, uh, well... It's the project from one of the admins of Haken Heaven and Haken Cockroach Posting, ah. Andy Robinson. And it's... Uh, I, I don't I, think I've heard this at all. Just listen to it. It's amazing. I, I've Put I've, it in the playlist. I've, I, I've listened to it on repeat for a couple of days. Uh, and it's such an amazing song. And there's there I'm also waiting eagerly for the debut album from them oh, yeah. it's called Union but, and I think it might be out in February late February March yeah good hopefully yeah um, to wrap it all off I've got three miracles out of nowhere as I like to uh, call this section because I didn't expect that at all I didn't knew that band or project existed or these three First one is some weird art pop, French again, from also from Haken Heaven, Lucas De La Rosa and his friend Gabriel Chesnay. Um, um, and I, I, I saw from I saw on Facebook uh, Lucas playing uh, the guitar solo from the song Sleeplessness, which was like uh, only slides, like. Like it was, and, and and I liked it so much that I listened to the whole album, which was just out. Or, or not, I, I don't know how long it was out already. It, it, I just, I also fell in love with it, especially with the song Sleeplessness. And the other one is also from that Facebook group, more or less. It's Kior from Victor Miranda Martin. Uh, the album's called Petricor, and if you're into Stephen Wilson's dark mm. side... Um, Is and there another side? Ghost, well, <laughs> permanating. Okay, <laughs> permanating. <laughs> yeah, like the dark stuff from Stephen, like, and, and Ghost... Um, 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 no, not... not um, what, what was... Uh, what was the collaboration with Mikhail? Uh, Storm, Storm Corrosion. Corrosion. Not ghost, ghost Communion was something else. <laughs> um 
Storm corrosion. Yeah, that's that's absolutely the vibe he's ah, going okay. for. Sweet. He's also French, actually. <laughs> I just <laughs> realized. I think he's French. Uh, yeah, amazing stuff. Um, but I I'm not only listening to 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 Prague. Uh, I'm always really happy if I discover something with, which is not Prague, and I'm. I just and, and I go crazy about it, which was the case with New Zealand boys from Alien Weaponry, yeah, uh, playing a totally unique uh, kind of uh, Tereo thrash metal. Like Tereo is, I think it's the term for the Maori language. So uh, ah, okay, um, and you just need to, li to to listen. And I'll actually also watch the videos for for tracks like Kai Tangata or holding my breath just so powerful it's like a steamroller and and i've seen them live two times as well uh, at summer breeze and then in a small club here in munich um alien weaponry is the shit they are just so amazing and, and so powerful and yeah and i'm so happy to have finally a band again outside of the prog hmm. styles that i'm really raving about so yeah I've got one last one for that category um, because this band is not very prog either, but I think prog fans could like get into it. Uh, it was like a totally new discovery, Hyborian. So I would put them more into like the Mastodon Baroness camp. And okay. since neither Mastodon or Baroness brought out a record this year, it was cool that this band Hyborian with their album called Volume One released... Uh, what I think is their debut album. Mm -hmm. um, so I like it. Heavy guitars, groovy riffs, loud vocals. Not super prog, but I think there's stuff in there for the prog fans who like Baroness and Mastodon. You can get into this. So, A heavy ripper of an album. Awesome. So we, we're, <laughs> we're ending on the heavy note here. Which yeah. I like. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Dario, thank you for this exhaustive list of bands. <sighs> thank you for having me and bearing with me through all my nerd ramblings. That was 2018. We were Randy and Dario from the Progcast at Freaks TV. See you next year. Freaks out. To hear a playlist of all the albums we talked about today, head over to Spotify and look up Freaks TV's Progcast, Episode 2, Top Albums from 2018. If you like this episode and you want to hear about Freaks TV's general metal picks for 2018, we recommend you heading over and checking out the episode we did for the Freaks TV original podcast that rounds up the year. We had a couple of Freaks TV crew members together with special guest Bart from Straight Line and Torsten Zahn from Metal Hammer Magazine. Check it out on our homepage or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. The Freaks TV Progcast is produced by Stuis Media at the Moonbase Studios in Munich. Produced by Janine Stengel, Blake Lewis, Kai Metzner, Dario Albrecht, and myself, Randy M. Salo. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Freaks out. <laughs>